Fix your mind and you matter, you matter and your time, it's a perk. Perkalicious definition, make them prices bogo. It's a perk. P-E-R-K-S, let us help you with the rest. Child, you better not stress. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Perks Podcast. This is your girl, Asia, and my co-host here. Yo, yo, yo. It's the VS. How y'all doing today? Awesome. And then we have a special guest with us today, Orlando Johnson. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here. Oh, good. We're happy to have you here. And then before we start um, with Orlando, just tell us a little about yourself and your podcast. All right, for sure. First of all, thank you guys for uh, inviting me on your wonderful platform. Um, I'm a fan and I'm watching you guys from a distance, obviously. So I live in, I'm currently living in the state of Florida. I host my own podcast called The O. Johnson Podcast. You can find that at theojohnsonpodcast.simplecast.com. And I talk about all things masculinity, femininity, femininity, uh, culture, spirituality, um, anything in life, really, to be honest with you. And I try to give meaningful thought behind it from a man's perspective so that it'll allow people inside the way, inside of the mind of a man and the way they think about certain uh, scenarios in life, right? Not that I neglect the feminine aspect, but I feel like we need some healthy masculinity out there. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and start the podcast. Oh, wow. Well, this is going to be interesting because of the topic that we're going to be discussing. And I'm the only female here with two men, so (laughs) I'm going to try to hold it down for the ladies. I really am. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment, sis. No judgment. Yeah. (laughs) Good. So today's topic, um, we're going to be covering a range of things so one thing we're going to consider is chasing the bag versus chasing a dream and the is you want to get us started on this very interesting topic that you brought up for this week <laughs> so yeah so usually i give asia props for everything but i'm, I'm going to give myself props this week yes. um this topic was definitely mine um the reason why i chose this topic was about two or three weeks ago there was a song released, and if you guys know me, um, if you've been following me, you know that I'm not a fan of new age music. I think it all sucks. However, two or three weeks ago, there was a song released by Meg Thee Stallion featuring Cardi B or either Cardi B featuring Meg Thee Stallion, whichever yes, it was. Cardi song. Whatever, whoever song it was, the song is called The Wop. I'm not going to tell you what it stands for. If you want to know, Google it yourself. But in my opinion, <laughs> it is a disgusting song. Um so it kind of just brought up this whole topic of at what point do people decide to chase their dream? Um, a lot of people, you see that they're famous and you feel like they're living out what they wanted to do. But then at the same time, if you look at the respect levels more so that they're still chasing money. So therefore, I came up with this topic. Um, it was also brought on by um, Lauren Hill's daughter, Sila. I think that's how you pronounce it, Sila. She, um, yeah, Sila. Yeah. Yeah, so she made these comments about her mom when her mom was going through whatever trial she was going through. Um, she brought up pretty much how she has a lot of childhood trauma that she's still dealing with. And I think the girl's like 20 or 21 years old. So yeah, so 
we're going to pretty much just dive into that um, again to start off with the video of the WAP. First of all, I only watched the video so that I can talk about it on this podcast. Sure you so, did. Just like any <laughs> other male. <laughs> so, so initially, like, so I don't have Twitter at all. I only have Instagram, right? I don't really do social media. I have Instagram and Facebook. So my friends were like, hey, did you hear about the WAP? And I'm thinking, you remember the old song, like, let me see you WAP, WAP? I'm like, what, is it making a comeback? But it wasn't that. <laughs> it was like this song by Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. So I see this video and I'm like, what in the heck? To me, here's my issue with the WAP, guys, and tell me if I'm wrong. So I'm a very sensible person. So I feel like, and again, another ad lib, you guys have to actually listen. I'm not promoting the song. I'm not telling you to go listen to it, but to understand our conversation of this song, you either have to hear it or you have to actually see the horrible visuals. Um, and in my opinion, with the whole, with, with the song itself, we live in a time where a lot of women right now, um, especially with the Me Too movement, a lot of women are pretty much trying to fight for respect um, that, they, that they rightfully deserve. Um, they're fighting for honor and they're pretty much just fighting for their rights. Like it's no woman should be taken advantage of simply because they're a woman. I'm anti that. Like I'm definitely all about, um, like Orlando's podcast, I'm all about masculinity and I'm all about a woman being able to be feminine, being able to be herself and to be respected. So in the wake of like all of these different, this celebrity rape me or this male did this to me and all of that, you have this song that you're pretty much bragging about your private parts to. To me personally, it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Asia, don't make that face. It's no, counterproductive. No, the reason why I said that is because you said you wanted a woman, you know, to be out there and be herself. So she's out there. She's being herself. She's telling you what she got. So how, what else do you want her to come at it? But is she really? Okay, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with the song to me. So again, guys, I don't do new age music. If it's a dope song and I hear it on the radio, I may download it. But to keep up with like charts and all that, I don't do that. I'm still into my Michael Jackson. I'm still into my Prince. I'm still into my Bruno Mars. I'm I'm old school. I'm old new school. So when I know certain things about these artists because of television, apparently. So with Cardi B, apparently she started on a show called Love and Hip Hop. And on that show, she pretty much was trying to become famous and she used to be a stripper. Mm -hmm. Listen, I respect it. Like, with some people, they feel like in order to get to your dream, you got to do certain things. So if your certain thing was you were stripping, listen, hey, kudos to you. You you chased, you had to chase your dream the best way you could. But now it's to the point of this lady, she has, not only does she have a huge platform, she has a, she has a, she got a baby. Amazingly huge platform. She has a baby, not any baby. She has a daughter. Yeah. And she also mm -hmm. has a husband. So if you, if you, it's not about, it, that's not about her being herself. To me personally, it's more so now. It's the thing with fame when people usually get fame. And someone said this, um, I forgot his name, but the guy that plays Jeffrey on The Fresh Prince, he did an interview the other day when he talked to um, the lady that played the original on uh, Viv, Janet. And he said that he told her, and I'm going to try to quote the best way I can, that, that being famous, it doesn't necessarily make you successful when you get a name. It pretty, mm -hmm. much, won't, it, it pretty, it pretty much makes you want more. And in Cardi B's case and all that, 
I don't feel like her and Meg. So Meg and Stallion is a different situation. We're talking about Cardi right now. Sorry, Cardi B. I don't feel like oh, that's her being herself. I feel like that's just her chasing money. Like yeah, it sells, but at the same time, you can't buy respect. Orlando, then, you can chime in. Any uh, second yeah, now. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just <laughs> waiting on the segue. I mean, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, overstep my boundaries. You know, oh, I have no, to make sure we it was talk, a over talk each other all the time. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, um. Yeah, I watched the video. I actually watched it with my wife, my queen, right? So I'm married and, you know, we have kids and my wife was telling me about it. And uh, I was like, I refuse to give that sort of energy over to something like that. Um, Because I feel like a lot of times we as people don't understand how much power we have. We have the power to control what comes out or what stays in. So I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it because from what I've what I've seen, the little short snippets of it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But I also realized I have a podcast. And I also realized that people are watching these things. And, you know, sometimes it's good to just know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched it with her. And, um, you know, I was just like, <laughs> this is crazy. But just to, just to entertain, right, the, the devil for a second, because I, I consider that kind of stuff – yeah. borderline negative energy if you want to call it that or 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 it's not healthy for the community consciously right um if i had to pick a verse that i like just to find some positivity out of it first um i think meg the Stalvin verse went a lot harder thank you um, <laughs> so let me just You're get that out of the me. way i can't find a verse i don't know what the song's at look, i just saw the visual. look i don't i only reason why i pick meg the Stalvin because she has more of a pattern or rhythm Right. So it's like more of a rhythm versus Cardi B to me sounds like she's like, I want to one, two, three. I come And so it's like, I can't really, I feel like I'm talking to my three year old. So it sounds like the broken Mexican bachata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't, I, I can't do it. So, um, yeah. so that part, I'll go with Meg the Stallion. But do I like the song? Absolutely, positively not. I think the song is. It's a horrible representation of 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 what feminine femin, uh, feminism is really about, and what femininity should be about. I think that a lot of times when, when what you deal with with women today, especially women who are who are more educated and they find themselves trying to empower their femininity, um, what they're trying to do is use their bodies as a as a way to they try to say, sexualize hey, it. Right, trying to yeah. over sexualize mm-hmm. their femininity. And it's it's it really they think that that's to social media, that's perfect. That's what they want, right? But in order to actually really walk into your queenship, because I don't I, that's another thing too. I'm gonna do a podcast on that. Like we're overusing I saw a lot it. Of I'm waiting. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's a whole nother topic, right? Uh, we put we put our, our power and energy in all the wrong places. I think that what they what they're trying to do is maybe empower the woman in more of a social media type of age, but right. the way that they're doing it is really in uh, in uh, disabling them. Honestly, it's not really so, taking them to the next level. So, would you agree with me and say that it's kind of that videos like that and then words like that and images like that with women in the media are on a huge platform? Is that not counterproductive to the whole Me Too movement? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I think that, um, I again, I think people's people's heart and mind may be in the right place. Like the intentions, I, I get the intention of it. Like, you know, like, 
a woman should be able to like feel good about themselves and empower their bodies, right? Like it doesn't matter what you look like, just just but you as can long do you it, have, but you can wow, do that like, classy though. You can right, no, I'm agreeing with not, you. No, well, I'm, I'm saying, a, but this is not the first time this has happened. Like people well, have but guess what? But but, but here's the well, thing. We're them, not talking, no Asia. Asia, no. Asia and Lando, those what? are excuses. We're not doing that. <laughs> Here's the thing. People are like, oh, well, Beyonce did it. Guess what? Beyonce was no, just a trifling. Beyonce was she was. She was still, just she was a trifling. So now let's take let's take artists from like the past and people who are even kind of current now. For instance, Whitney Houston. If you look at her music, she wasn't a rapper back then. I wasn't really a ton of female rappers yeah. that had singers. So let's take one of Whitney Houston's songs, for instance, that that you can quote unquote say was sexual. Saving all my love for you. You have to actually listen to and read the words to figure out what she's actually talking about. It's class. She's not talking about oh her body this, her 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 body part that. You take Mariah Carey's song. She had to touch my body one, even though that was a little bit risque. She still didn't. She did not over sexualize it. So it can right. be done with class, and it's not about and it's not about always oh, been done before. And then the new argument is oh well men do it all the time and people don't say anything about it. Okay, you're right about that. Men do it all the time. You're absolutely right. But guess what? Your futures, your waka flockers, all of them. Guess what? The women know when you see with these men, you sign, you're not signing up to be a wife. You're signing up to be a baby's mama already. You already That's, know it. Evidently, like, you, you know, got you know when they rap about nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like you know that you're literally signing up to be a baby's mama. You know he's not about to, he's not he's not about to make you a wife. You're a baby mama by default. I understand, so like, but I don't get what's making people mad about it. Um, not saying that I love it. this. I'm song. not mad. It's great. No, not saying that. But you know their background. You know she used to be a stripper. She came from love and hip hop. What else do you expect? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So, so let me say this then. Can I say this? And like, this is what I expect. I expect you to consult with someone that you that you depend on as a leader. See, the problem is we have blind people leading blind people, um, people that aren't seeking consultation on on life and on just how to place yourself in better situations let me ask you if I, if I can ask anybody a question of course anybody would say oh I wouldn't change anything I've done in my past but if you had an opportunity to choose a different path to as a career um, in your past I'm sure you would have taken that different path if somebody gave you an opportunity to to educate yourself in another way to make money you would have done that right but whenever right. you realize that oh I'm gonna always sleep get with these type of men i'm gonna always be in this type of situation so i'm gonna do what i gotta do to chase the bag which i think is what you guys topic is about today and so then it yeah. just becomes about chasing the bag and and so what you do is you have these people who who's relied on social media as a means of 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 mentorship and what social media has done or told them is that hey in order to be looked at as successful you got to have a lot of money and you got to have a nice right. body um, which yep. is another thing I don't agree with women plastic putting all this stuff in their body. You know, it's definitely not good for them, but that's definitely another topic poison. for another day. Yeah, definitely yeah. poison. But yeah, so that's my whole thing about it. It's not like, oh, what do we expect? To be honest, I mean, like you said before, they came from, she came from a stripper pole. She came from Love and Hip Hop. Boom. What I expect her to do, what I expected would have been, you know what? You came from this. Now show people that you don't have to stay there. Like, at this point, she is a multi-millionaire. There's no reason why she should have stripper poles and music videos. We get it. Pay homage to your beginnings, to your humble stripper beginnings. Okay, cool, we got it. Do one video. Pay, pay respect to the strippers out there who trying to go through nursing school or whatever. 
But at this point, you have a daughter and you're promoting this is your body. Give it to whoever you Six. want. That's not the way it goes. That's not that's not how life goes. Cardi B nice. and Meg Thee Stallion in that thing, Cardi has a heavier responsibility. She has a husband and she has a daughter. Meg Thee Stallion has nothing but a shot foot from Tory Lanez. That's it. <laughs> she got a bullet hole in her foot. That's all she got. <laughs> she ain't got nothing yeah. else. She got shot in a pinky toe. What else do she got? <laughs> <laughs> I <pick> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but with some things, um, well, I don't know about her background, how she was raised and stuff like that. But some people are stuck in a cycle. Yes, you could break that generational cycle, but you know, knowing her, this is probably perfectly fine for her. She was like, I'm gonna explain that to my daughter when she gets older, that yeah, this is what mommy used to do you could you know be happy in the body that you're in or you could not follow our example so you can't really say how she was raised or how she wants to raise her child it's like we're just on the outside looking in so it's just different ways that we could look at it and why i tell people if you don't like it don't listen to it if you like it you know that's your thing but um, how it says today, sex sells. And that's what she's producing. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are looking for, which is very sad in today's society. Right. No, I agree with you 100%. And I, and I think that the problem with that, though, is that um, because sex does sell, it is single-handedly, in my opinion, it's ruining the tr- the true essence of what sexuality is truly about um the the beauty that's supposed to be in it the respect the divine essence of it has totally just yes. been been just misconstrued and, and contorted and twisted into this this crazy social uh, social society that we live in and it's really affecting the generations that are coming up behind us yeah. mm-hmm. um because they don't want to listen to people like honestly like kendrick lamar i love kendrick lamar. i think kendrick lamar amazing. has some, some amazing content <laughs> i think his music is really tapped into the old school essence um mm-hmm. now a little bit later in his career you know you can kind of see him making more mainstream stuff because i don't think he wants to put the energy into it anymore but um but the early kendrick lamar it's really nice um same thing with j cole but you know a lot of these these younger generations they, they want to rap sing I don't yeah. want to that. I'll be like, what it's the hell are you saying, zone. man? Like, I don't know it's, what you're talking about. It's auto like, They're mumble yeah, rappers. Let's wait. It's ridiculous. It it's ridiculous. It drives me crazy. And, um, you know, I just feel like that's kind of all coming from, or it's stemming from a generation of of blind people leading other blind people. Because we, we yeah. as, a, as a people, when I say as a people, I, I want to include the whole human race, but I have to be objective as well. We have to say African American people, um, Afro Latina people. Um, yeah. You know, Black we, people. we need. We're trying to heal. Melanated people. Melanated people. We're trying to heal. Yeah. Right. And I don't think we can heal properly is if we're relying on um, sex to heal us or our bodies <laughs> to force right. a man to want to be with yeah. us. Right. I yeah. think it was a part in the song where she says, I can't cook, I don't clean, but I got the ring or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm not saying that you gotta cook or clean, but don't demeanor the aspect of another woman cooking and cleaning. Yes. See and that that's part my out. issue. It's little yes, details. That's my like issue that. with that. Yeah, and that's my issue with it because it's like, okay, like I don't know. I'm just so confused with, with everything because it's like, all right, you have women who's saying they can't cook, they can't clean. 
Then you got women who say, well, that's what women back in the day did. They just cook, they clean, they do anything else. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. I'm so confused. What do you want? Because you, you gotta do you what works husband. for you. Okay. Yeah, but it's just everybody's but different. It is so yeah, but it's so hypocritical though. It is like so hypocritical. And here's my thing. I've been following the Me Too movement when it first started. Because at first I'll be one of the, I'll be the person to say a lot of it, I didn't quite understand it. I was young. And then for two, I didn't quite believe it. Like it's like, okay, these are celebrity people, these are millionaire men, like, okay, these women are lying. But to actually look into it and to see that these women are not lying, and then right now with this whole the WAP. You got the WAP going on with with still the um, Harvey Weinstein situation and even the Jeffrey Epstein. It's like, so what are you what are you actually saying? Because at one you're saying, okay, men don't don't harass women, don't rope women, don't do anything inappropriate to them. But now you got a song that say, look at my body and want my body because my body is this, my WAP is this. So to me, it's counterproductive. And for it's those like, of you who like, are, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, you know, for those of you that don't understand what the WAP or what the WAP is, it's not a wireless access point. So I definitely think it's not. you should, it is you not. should go uh, look up what that, what that is actually referring to. Oh, this better because my answer is, I'm going to say it stands for worship and praise. It's um, but <laughs> worship and praise. It's like, it's just, it's out there. So it's like, I just. I just don't, like, I don't get it. And that's just, to me, again, a lot of people end up chasing a bag instead of chasing a dream. So it's like, that kind of, it is what it is. So it's like, how would y'all define, like, actual, would you say that these people are chasing bags or would you say they're chasing dreams? What would be your definition of it? I think they're chasing healing. I don't think they're chasing a bag or dreams. I think they're looking to heal. And when, when you have people that are looking to heal, they'll chase anything that they can find some sort of fulfillment in, but they'll always be chasing. That's what I think. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Um, I would say they're already at that plateau of where they want to be. So they're, I don't think they're no longer chasing that dream. They're no longer chasing that bag because they're both rich. So they're just pretty much just putting stuff out there. They're kind of stay prevalent in today's society so they right. went through that process but they're at that plateau of where they need to be for chasing right. that bag or chasing that dream yeah so um one thing i did want to bring um pinpoint regarding this so when you think of this song um the wop and how they are advanced towards men and how they are telling you what to do or would kind of say like aggressive in a way you from like male perspectives do you all like it when females approach you from the top and tell you that you're interested or are you still like old school and you rather have someone come to you you rather go to that person to tell them that you're interested it honestly depends so a lot of a lot of guys will say like no if a woman approaches you then they're headstrong. To me that's not the case. Like if somebody like maybe a guy shy. Okay, for instance, with me, I'm not shy. I am shy, but I'm not shy in that respect. So if someone approaches me and say, hey, I'm interested in you, for one, I'm gonna examine. I'm gonna examine them for a good five seconds and be like, are you crazy? Are you know? Are you like <laughs> do you like, know me? Like, what is Have it? You been around right? Yeah, like something like that because sometimes. <laughs> Because sometimes people can watch you. They can watch you and you don't know that they're watching you. And we and, and the thing is, if you want something, go after it. So I'm not opposed to it. 
Now, it depends on their personality. Now, if they got a headstrong personality and think that they're going to run over me, by all means, that's not how this game is going to work. But if you come in at me, if you're coming to me as like just a, hey, I'm interested in you, I would like to get to know you, by all means, sure. Because maybe I've never noticed you. You know, some people are in the shadows. So I'm not opposed to it, no. And Orlando, I know you're married, but um, pre-married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think that for men, to be honest with you, men enjoy the thrill of the chase a bit. Um, not necessarily that we want it to be so easy because then that's red flags to us. But um, I will say that I, I wouldn't have had a problem with a woman coming up to me and showing interest in me, but I would have had a problem with her being like, oh, I think you sexy. Like, I want to be with you. Like, what's your name? That's a turn off to me. <laughs> right, yeah, there's a way. No, 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 no. Exactly. No, yeah, that's not going to work. work. Now, <laughs> if I'm working out in the gym, you know, and she casual with her, with, her, with her moves, like, oh, wow, like, yo, I'm trying to really understand this technique. Like, can you show me this? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Y'all can help you out boom, 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 and then, you know, the casual conversation. So it's all about how you do it. So this, the same way that women think of, and, and, you know, we can get into this later, but the same way that the, the woman thinks how a man approaches her, if that man is just staring and never says anything, that's weird to you, right? Mm -hmm. But if he, if he steps up and be like, hey, how you doing? Then it's a different kind of mental game for you. Yeah. It's a different, so it's the same way with men. So let's not overcomplicate it. If, if a woman walks up and be like, oh, you look good, you sexy, the first thing in our minds, like, ho. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know. Telling like, me something I don't yeah, know. Like, too, <laughs> easy. too easy, too easy, red flag, red flag. And it could be that yeah. she's probably a nice person and she just probably thought that that was what we wanted. But already, you're already put in a certain category in our mind. But yeah. if the approach is casual and it's respectful in a way, the man will entertain you. He will be like, you know what, let me take you out to eat. You know, like he will play into it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't like the 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 overly aggressive type. Um, yeah, I think. But Steve yeah, that's Harvey the whole. People minds up with that whole act like a lady, think like a man thing. Oh my god, don't even get me started on that guy. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of started something with that one. Yeah, we make stupid people famous. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. that was just one thing I kind of. That's one thing. He's a good guy. Let me let me clarify because I oh, this is this is I wouldn't know nothing thing. about it. I don't know. Let, let me clarify. Oh, I think Steve, Steve Harvey? Harvey. I think Steve Harvey's a good guy. I think he means well. Um, I just think that he he can. There are some reevaluation that can happen. Smart person. Yeah, yeah. He's I think he needs to reevaluate some of his processes yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he says a lot of things that are just outright retarded. Rich people don't sleep. So did right. you not read the people, book? You know. Like, did you read? No, we watched the movie. We only watched no. the movie. I watched <laughs> the movie too, but I really didn't. I don't know. I probably just didn't really do the thought process of how he was yeah. relating yeah, this no. to the book and things like that. So, can I ask you a question, AJ? Yeah. When you approach a when you approach a man, what is one of the first things that you prioritize? So if a man asks you, "What makes you special?" Mm -hmm. How would you answer that? And that's put you on the spot. That's a tough question. No, so yeah, I would say was Nick, yeah, listen well, up. Asia got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me special because it's only one of me. I'm a unique person, and then you will find that out once we get into a conversation, things like that. So it's like you can't find anybody else like me, 
or when I have my own opinions or anything like that. So that's what's going to make me special is because I'm unique. Yes, it may be other ages, you know, on this world or on this platform, but this is the one you're talking to and you're going to figure it out through our conversations, how I'm going to be different, how I have my own values and things like that. Now, what if, now what if I was to tell you there were 10 men, right, that did this, that took this survey and met all, because men meet women all the time, even if it's just in casual conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you was asked the 10 women that, that same question, all of them gave the same response. How would you expect the man to feel about that, like internally? Would you think he would be like, man, like, is there anything different? Or would you expect him to be like, oh, I am unique or I am special? Well, I would think that the man would want to think of himself to be unique, <laughs> to be special, because <laughs> no one's <laughs> not the same. Um, and then once he asks me, okay, so what makes you unique? What is it that you do different? And then therefore, we would get more into a conversation. Um, yes, we may have the same, because that's just a set answer up front. But okay, if you want to learn more about me, then let's have a conversation. Let's talk. But if you're just answering, you know, a general question and then you want to ask everybody else that when you come back to me, okay, let's go to the next point. Right. And yeah. so I'm, 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 the reason why I'm bringing that up is because a lot of people, when it comes to like the whole dating world and different things mm -hmm. like that, and, and it's different now. I, I've been out the game for a minute. The only reason why I study a lot into this stuff now is because I'm taking, I have a podcast. And so a lot of people I, I bring on the show all have different perspectives but somebody brought this point to my attention and i was like you know what next time i speak to somebody i'm gonna ask them that but what they said was it's it's likening to a woman who's approached by a man and hearing the same line all the time it's like to her it's a turnoff because i've yeah. heard this all before so whenever you're looking for a man or any woman out there that's that's single and they're trying to find somebody you have to be able to understand that men as well, when they're put in those situations where they have to like choose a woman or like if you have like the Cardi B's of the world and the, and the Meg the Stallions of the world, that is something that we listen for, base, basically your answer and how you reply. And if we hear the same reply all the time, then you're going to be put in that category as a Cardi B. Are you yeah. going to be put in that category as Meg the Stallion? And so like it'll never be a full-on commitment overall uh, hey. from us. And there's no difference between a Cardi B, a Meg Thee Stallion, or a Beyonce. The only difference is the money value. Right. Just one of you right. can buy me more things than the other one. So there's no difference. The respect levels to saying you're not respected. Maybe your right. artistry, but everything else, every man's seen your body parts. Every man's heard you brag about right. your body parts. Every man heard you talk about your sexual experiences. No. Yeah. It's not. But, which, again, leads to just, again, that leads to me talking about chasing the bag. I wish yeah. people would just stop chasing the bag. They have and to stop. Yeah, and then, like, what I mean with chasing the bag, it's like this. To me, personally, bag chasing, it's like, I guess it's not the same, but it's like clout chasing. Clout, however, they, however the young people pronounce it, clout, clout, whatever, gout, whatever chasing they're doing, they just need to just stop chasing because to me, it's like, the purpose for it, to me, is like everybody, at a certain point when you get money, you got the money, so not all you want is, like, the oohs and the ahs. And that's not going to necessarily bring peace to yourself, you know? And I feel like bag chasing, it, inter it, interfere it interferes with your actual purpose in life. Like you say, you want to do this, 
but then now you're doing this and it just it counteracts it does it doesn't work together and then most of the people who are chasing the bag they're literally doing it just for that everything they do they're doing it for money they sing in a song sex over sexualizing it they're doing it for money they're wearing sexual clothes they're doing it for money they doing this they're doing it for money they're not chasing anything with the purpose it's all material stuff to them that matters and to me it's just like i don't know like it, it ends up being boring yeah no, I agree with you 100%. And, and to answer the question, because I know that you guys wanted to know my opinion on if it's, if it's the bag or if it's the dream. Um, if I had to choose, if I had to choose between the two, I'm definitely going to go with the dream. Because if you chase your dream, the bag will find you. Um, right. But if I'm like looking at it from a subjective point, just my personal opinion, I think people should chase self-actualization. Um, and really try to understand knowledge of self. And in that, you'll discover your purpose. Um, right. Everybody's trying to find, trying to chase the same thing almost. Like they want to be famous. They want to make money. They want to exactly. you know, have a nice butt and, you know, whatever. And the guys, they just want to be seen as, you know, nice looking and nice physique. And, you know, it's, it's the same stuff. You know, we all chase the same thing in social media. So that's my, my particular spirit right. on it. Yeah, and that's what I, and that too, I'll agree on it. Because it's like, Pretty much money, so the money, aka the bag, and then dream, aka a purpose. It just it differs because it's like, I mean, I guess those will be your two main topics, and then everything else becomes a subtopic because to me, to chase your dream, it's like every person once you're born, once you're able to have your own mind, once you mm -hmm. have a dream that you can actually remember, it's like that 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 short dream everybody else doesn't necessarily have that dream it's pretty much having a vision from childhood that you chase you know some people's is a dentist and they become that dentist some people's theirs is a nurse some theirs is they want to be a firefighter and it's not necessarily it's not they're not chasing money but they're they're more so chasing their goals and accomplishments and then like some people like you see these people who become 60 or they're 40 or they're 70 and they're in college or they're on instagram trying to create something they realize that it's never ever too late to chase a dream but it it, it does at a certain point it, it it you there is a point in life where it's too late to chase a bag because you end up looking pathetic in my opinion and it's like it doesn't necessarily it's not even necessarily just your cardi b's or your um meg the stallions it's also your 50 60 year old neighborhood crack seller like at a certain point it's like it gets old so it's like it ain't money's not everything it's like you're literally living life without a purpose yeah you got money how you get it nobody even cares but it's like that's all you have for yourself everybody know you to just have money nobody else can go into debt about what you stand for nobody can go into debt about your good reputation it's just like all you have is money and to me like i said it just gets sad and pathetic yeah because um when you think of chasing a dream i would think you have something that you want to look forward to and then you have a game plan when yep. you chase a dream, you're going to have a game plan. You're going to write down your pros. What do you want to do? How are you going to get there to get to whatever you want to get to? Um, and then I see how people could say that chasing a bag. I'm not too hip on young people's terminology these days. Yeah. The gout um, chasing. They chasing yeah. the gout. <laughs> chasing gout. <laughs> Taking a gout. <laughs> <laughs> 
But when I think it, like, thinking to me, when I be like, I'm chasing the bag. Okay, I'm going to work. I know that I have to have an income because of fees and bills that I have to pay if I want to make a living for myself. So it's just how I see it a different way between, you know, chasing the bag per se. But Yeah, because that bag isn't that. Like, that's not enough for that bag. They're not... They're, Chasing the bag is not you yeah. going to an honest job making nah, they want that fifteen twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. They want that quick money. That <laughs> shaking like a tail feather for a bag. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's how it is because people they don't have um a strong leader or anybody that they can look up to. And they only see the fame and they don't know the process of what people went through to get there of lies and deceit of trying to chase Mm -hmm. that bag so to say yeah and then a lot of people's lead a lot of people's also come from childhood trauma it's like once for instance some people a lot of people who come from nothing when they finally quote-unquote get money or chase it back and receive it they will keep that money by all means necessary It, it, it it is what it is and then and then like with a lot of people, for instance, with like, I guess I would call the bag Jason, but I don't even really know her story again. It's like, am I pronouncing her name right? Sila? I know it's like a biblical name. Is it Sila? Sila. Hill's daughter? Yeah, yeah Sila, yeah, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, it's like a biblical name. I know it's in like Psalms all the time, but it's like she made this whole statement about um, her childhood trauma from her mama. She said that I'm going to try and, again, I'm going to try to quote what she says verbatim, but you have to fact check me because sometimes I add the little things to it but she pretty much said like when her mom was going through certain things while she was famous while she was going through the ups and downs of fame that her mama verbally abused her and that now she's dealing with like the childhood traumas and all that and to me personally when it comes down to childhood trauma I don't think she had no childhood trauma that is spoiled people stuff and then Lauren Hill came behind her and said like oh I agree my daughter's right um, I did this, I did this, I, I told her this, I told her that. That's not childhood trauma. That's just your wrongful way of disciplining. But that's not trauma. To me, you get your childhood traumas like your Cardi B's who grew up on, let's say, rice and honey. And they had nothing. That's all they had. All they could eat was rice and honey. They lived in a right. shack or whatever. And it's like, that is traumatizing, I guess. And now that stripping got her to where she is, it's like, she knows that was her success. She became big from that success. So to me, that becomes part of our childhood trauma, personal childhood trauma. I personally don't have any childhood trauma like that, but it's like the little thing. So with me, I had a pretty okay, decent life growing up, but my double negatives was I was my mother's first child and I was my grandmother's first grandchild. So pretty much my trauma, you will call it my trauma. Dr. Phil, hear me out. Ayala, hear me out. My childhood (laughs) trauma was this. So it's like being born the first, what I, rec- what I recognized was I pretty much set the pace for everything, everybody else. I think it's like with, with me and my cousins and my brother, it's like I'm first and like they all fall right, up, right after me. So anything I would do, they would do. So it's like, oh, well, if I do, if I do this wrong, they're going to do it wrong. So even as a kid, it's always been in my mind. I always got to be a good example. I can never do any wrong. And I have to stick with the plan, whatever my mom or my grandma said for me, I got to stick with that plan. There is no deviating from it because if I deviate from the plan, then they're going to deviate from the plan. So then like Mm -hmm. when it came down to even making certain life choices, like I would say like the choices that my family wanted for me, they were the best for me. They were the 
they were done with great intentions. But like, for instance, with me, a podcast or a platform like this is something that I've always wanted. Like, even as a kid, I would always, like, like you know, when you close your eyes, you can envision yourself someplace in the future. My place in the future is always just, like, talking to a mass of people by whatever form, whatever, by whatever means. It was always dealing with some form of um, multimedia. But it's, like, you know, it was kind of, that was kind of, like, downplayed. And so now that I finally got it, it's like, I wouldn't even call it trauma. It's like, had, had I done it before, I would have. But I would have never done it before. Because in my mind, I was already conditioned to stick to a plan, to stick to this, to stick to that, because you got other people watching you. Even though it was never told to me what you do, your brother or your cousins are going to do, it was something that I saw. And it was like, even the way that I was disciplined. Like with me, personally, I am all about the belt. You got these people saying, oh, don't hit Johnny with the belt. You better hit Johnny with the belt before he shoots you with the Glock. So I'm all about, <laughs> I am all about disciplining with a belt. But I feel like people, they don't recognize that um, discipline is training. Discipline should not be punishment, it's training. And I feel like with me, I was trained and I was punished. And I couldn't, I wasn't taught to differentiate the both. The difference the differences between the two because now it's like okay life belongs to me like my life is mine i could do whatever i want with it and i could deal with whatever consequences whether it's rewards or whether it's discipline like i could deal with it but it's like in the back of my head now i'm still conditioned on everybody's looking at you whatever you do they're gonna do so that's like that's some i guess i would even call that trauma that's just like a life bumble life lesson <laughs> yeah, right. so it's like but it's like but, yeah. but it's like you get certain people and they have like these quote unquote traumas that they call he got Beyonce talking about her dad and all of that if your daddy wasn't who he said who yeah if your father was not who he was you wouldn't be who you are right now so it's like I don't know I feel like with Meg the Stallion and Cardi B that there's just all there there's come from nothing and they realize that stripping is the answer shaking it like a tail feather get you how much a oh birkin bag you but <laughs> yeah. well, no, there's some truth to what he's saying, though, in, in actuality. And actually, um, uh, her mother actually kind of she didn't really necessarily agree with her. The only thing that she said was that she, her daughter Salah, is actually trying to work through her own trauma with the absence of her father. But I do not yeah. apologize for the chastisement that I gave you because the chastisement that I gave you gave you other options that other people yeah. didn't have. So she was saying that, listen, she's crying out for help, and that's fine, and we both have our things that we have to work through. But what I won't let y'all do is say that I was wrong for chastising my daughter. So I, I guess because people were, were in her inbox saying, well, how could you do this? And so she was like, you know, Lauren Hill, she gonna, she gonna say what she gonna yeah. say, regardless. She, so she, she was might like, be late, but she gonna say it. She gonna, <laughs> right. <laughs> she gonna be late, but she gonna say it. <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, so no, I actually... I actually really loved Lauren Hill's response to her daughter. Yeah. Um, I thought she was very thorough. She explained it. Um, she she actually used some of the some of the information that you see just happening with the Cardi B's of the world, how they didn't have mm -hmm. father figures, and she was like, "I kept you from that. I kept you from that." So yeah, I, right. I was gonna discipline you. The, she said the only thing I apologize for is disciplining disciplining her in anger. I have two kids, and it's very difficult sometimes to not want to chastise your child or discipline your child when you're angry at them because they're not listening 
are because they don't want to adhere to what you have to say. But what parents realize once you have kids is that, you know, these kids become little humans and those little humans make decisions. And it's not because you didn't give them the right ways or the, or the, or the character or, or you didn't put the core essence of, of, um, of life skills within them. They're just deciding to do what they want to do because this, it's their life at this point. And I think Lauren Hill did a great job of, of showing us that. Look, I gave you discipline. I gave you the morals of life. I, your father was absent. Um, but I also think that, and this could be controversial, but I think that, um, I don't think her father was totally ignoring her. I think that he was a text away. I think when she got a phone, she could pick up and call him. And she said that, I think, a little bit later in the video. She was like, he says that I can come over and I guess I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to start with the root of the issue. So you, yeah. you have, if you said that I have daddy issues, I have daddy issues. At some point, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you raise African-American and you were raised in that way, at some point your father may have been in and out of your life in some kind of way. So you have to be, and it's not for all black people, obviously, but a majority of, of African-American people, fathers were not in their lives. Uh, in my case, my dad was, my dad was not necessarily directly in my life. Um, not until I was a little bit older, but I don't think that was all his fault. Um, mm-hmm. But as I got older, I realized, oh, I can't call him. Oh, I can't go right. knock on his door. Yeah. You know, and so I had to start at the at the WAP, (laughs) at the wireless access point, (laughs) which was the root of the issue, which is my father. So I had to go to him and I had to say, hey, what's up, dad? I want to talk. And I don't think she's learned how to do that because she's afraid. Maybe she's afraid of letting her mother down. Maybe she's afraid that nothing will become of it because she has all these influences from social media and these women telling her, you are a strong black woman. You don't need no man. Like, that's another thing. Another conversation. Yes, I'm going a whole rant about that one. That's nice. <laughs> right, right. We, me too. But um, yeah, man, I, I think at the end of the day, what we are on the search for is healing. Yeah. We so have to heal. Absence. Yeah. So was your father's absence during that time? Would you call that like, would you identify that as like part of trauma that kind of prevented you from chasing your dreams at any point? Um, it definitely, it, it did, it played a, yeah, you know what, that's a good question, and I have to, it's a layered response, so I think the absence of my father, because he wasn't necessarily there all the time, I lacked confidence, so what I did was, and I grew up in the church, right, so, and I talked about this on my previous podcast, but I grew up in a church, so what I relied on was church people helping me build confidence. So I relied on the church community. And so what happened was whenever I found myself delving into another skill set or trying to learn how to do something, the first place you should bring it to is the church, right? Because you want to show them that, oh, I've been practicing this. Can I do this on a program on Sunday night or something? You know, just just throwing, just just as a hypothetical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I realized that a lot of people within the church did not really care for, for me trying, they felt, they, they looked at it as me trying to build confidence as, as arrogance. 
because they didn't really truly understand that what I was, I was damaged. My confidence was damaged. So I was trying to find a way to bring that up. So to them, it looked like arrogance because I was trying to build confidence. And so because I did not have a father figure to, to lean and help me lean and depend on to learn yeah. some, 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 uh, some strength and some stability in that area, I relied on a church. And since the church further damaged me, it did make me feel like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't, I, I didn't have the skill set or why even try. So I need to just stick to, to Jesus Christ and him crucified and just <laughs> stick to just that. And so I never really took it to that next level um, right. until I got much older. And then I realized like, wow, this is a layered issue that I have. And I need to really try to unpack this. And my, my queen had really helped me walk through that process. So, yeah, I definitely feel you on that one. It's like, I, I kind of learned that too, that, everybody don't quite understand you because i got those same things like when i would tell people who i was i guess surrounded by like certain goals i had it was like oh you're overly ambitious or you're arrogant and it's like i'm not arrogant unfortunately i just know my words like i know what i want to do so it's like i definitely i feel you on that but i just i don't know i because i quote unquote had an absence for a father but it wasn't by choice and my dad died so it's completely different so it's yeah, like yeah. me yeah, so, like, me, like, being raised by women, well, majority women, my, my family's comprised of, like, mostly strong women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it, it's, 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 it, it, it's different, but it's, yeah. it's in a good way, because, like, again, like, I grew up very religious, too. So, it's, like, I had men figures, but at the same time, I've never had that one person that I was, like, you know what, I want to be just like this one, so I'm going to try to emulate him. I've never had that. Like not until yeah. like not until like now like my tw- like twenty five twenty six then I saw people I'm like you know what I really appreciate that person I like that quality I will like that but ultimately my goal is to imitate Christ so it's like I I went through that too but I don't I wouldn't necessarily I don't know I just the the absence because I hear a lot of people say that like oh you have daddy issues with like certain things like with people like oh they got daddy issues. To me, it's not even about that. It's just about rearing. I personally, I know that the family is established on a mother and a father. Asia, you got both, so you're not a part of this conversation. So, <laughs> so, so the family is the family is comprised of a mother and a father, and then you got your children, right? But again, in some cases, it may happen to where the mother has to step up because the father passed away. Now, if the father walks out and he's down the road, then that's a whole different ballgame that you got to deal with on your own. But whenever the mother has no choice but to step up, I don't necessarily feel like that's going to lead to childhood trauma. I don't feel like that's going to lead to a person being neglected of certain things if the mother does it right, because it takes the village to raise a child anyway. So even if you got your mother and your father, your grandparents are going to step in and help at points, your uncles and aunts, your cousins, everybody's going to step in and help. So if the mother does that correctly, then yeah, that child could be raised well in life. But then again, back to our Cardi B's and our Meg Thee Stallions, you get these mothers who were kids. Like when your mother was 17, 18, 19, 20, even 21 having a kid. I could not imagine being 21 with a kid. My kid would be so screwed up. We would be living pillar to post. Like I, I, I could not imagine being that young and having kids. Like, I can remember being a kid saying, like, oh, when I become 20, I want to get married. When I become 25, I want to have kids. Me now, 25-year-old me with kids, that was a recipe for disaster. However, it's like with these Cardi B's and whatnot, I don't even know how old her mother was, but it's like 
I don't know. It's just I feel like the absence of their father, it wasn't like, oh, well, their father passed away. It's like, well, their dad's down the road. So it's like I feel like their that their trauma is they're trying to they're trying to chase the love of a man that they're never found, which goes ultimately to what you were saying, Orlando, with they're looking for some form of healing. Now, Asia, you could try to chime in and tell us like how was your bubble? You know, you have My you have bubble. Your, yeah, your <laughs> bubble. You have them both. You got your mom and your dad, and they're retired now and they're out in Phoenix. You got a um a caucastic story. You know what? <laughs> so um that was a good point um that the both of you ha- have brought up but then just thinking about when you did bring up this topic of childhood trauma um it was a little tough for me to think of anything um just having both of my parents and then also i am the youngest so i got away with a lot because of my older siblings, they were pretty much not like the test babies, but <laughs> it's for they were. So by the time they, they got were. to me, they were, <laughs> it was like, you could just. Girl, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's no, the truth. Um, with discipline, so to say. So I, you know, as the Bible say, spare the rod, you know, you spoil the child. So my mom, you know, I got whooped as a kid, but it wasn't more like for the little things I did. It had to be something drastic that I did for them, for my mom to whip me. For my dad, he didn't. Like, he'll just have to look at us a certain way. And we'll be like, yeah. okay, we'll step back. We won't do that again. Or we won't, <laughs> we won't test him. Um I can't really like think of a time that I really had disciplined by my father or even that he was like super duper mad towards me. My older ones, yeah, I have some experiences, but that's another story. Um, but just it's discipline, it brought me to how I am today, how I react yep. towards certain things, how I know right from wrong because that's the only reason why they're disciplining you is because you did something wrong or you wasn't listening and this was the result of you not listening so when like a certain situation comes up I will know how to go about it I will weigh my pros and my cons I will know if I do it this way mm, it may not end up so great but if I take this road or this process I have a better outcome so I do get it um, with the baby. Um, and then it was even how she was in the video, Lawrence Hill's daughter, and how she was like showing people like how her mom beat her. And I was like, you are okay. You didn't die. Exactly. I that really don't even you. <laughs> right. But I'm not saying every kid needs to be, you know, disciplined or needs to be whipped. Yeah. Some kids are more sensitive and you just could talk oh. to them. So my parents, they played both parts. They gave me, they told me the reason as to why I was being disciplined that way. It oh, I never got a reason. The fact. <laughs> oh, no, no. I never got a reason. I, <laughs> I never got a reason, but I will say like, <laughs> me and my younger brother, like he was definitely disciplined more than me. Only because I'm super sensitive. Like even now, like I will cry at the drop of a dime. So I'll walk away from situations because you're not going. What you're not going to do, you're not going to see me cry. But like I'm just super <laughs> sensitive to certain things. It's like, so I get it. But like you said, with her daughter and all of that, showing it. Listen, Sheila, you need to switch on you right now for making this video. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this really quick. Um, so being a father, okay, I have two kids, and what you realize is, I don't know. Do you guys have kids? No, sir. No? Okay. 
<laughs> so what you got, what you realize is, so to piggyback off the trauma, because um, uh, D, uh, D, you said a lot, and I wanna, I wanna try to like talk about that a little bit, um, without taking a lot of time. So every child is completely different with how they internalize their experiences mentally with their parents. Mm -hmm. My son reacts to me a certain type of way than what my daughter does. Um, and so therefore I realized that I can raise my voice at my son slightly different than what I can with my daughter. My daughter internalizes that way harder. So I have to be more mindful of how I deal with her. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I would, I would minimize Salah's uh, trauma because I think that she does have trauma. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like make it seem like her, her voice or what she's saying is just illegitimate. It, it is. I, it, it does have some validity to it when, when you, when you do lack a father, because every child, like I say, is, is slightly different depending on when you were born, depending on your mindset. Cause they, cause at the end of the day, they are little humans and they form their own ideologies over time, despite what you may give them growing up. So I don't want to minimize her experiences. Um, no, that's a really I, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that, like, like I said, my kids, I can tell my son, you know, like, hey, go in there and sit down. Go sit down. Right. Um, I can tell my daughter, go in there and sit down. Go sit down. My daughter is going to cry to the end of all cows come home. <laughs> but my son will be like, you know, he'll be sad, but he'll go do it. So you see the difference? It's like her father wasn't there. Right she could be the type of girl who relies heavily on masculine energy because it's really energy at the end of the day. Um, cause you mentioned earlier that, because oh, I, I grew up mostly a, <laughs> right. So I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in a, in a all female house. Like my aunt, my yeah. mom pretty much raised me. Um, and like you, I grew up very, like it was, it was religious <laughs> or that was it. Right. So, um, my father didn't come around until I was like around 13, like actively coming around. But again, I don't know all the ins and outs of the story, but the relationship that I have with my dad today, I don't know if it was all his fault, you know? Like, we have to unpack mm -hmm. all yeah. of that, right? That's a whole other topic. But, uh, but yeah, I realized that in her rant, it could be some, some, it could be some justification there. Now, to me, I would have got a butt whooping. If I would have, forget it. I, I would have been done, yeah. you know what I mean? Like my mom would have whooped me. I wouldn't have done anything like that. But for her, and it's COVID, and my thing with COVID, right. like Everybody's bored, and they're and they're like, so now that you're in your house and you're bored, and, and for them because they're not normal bored, they're not poor bored like us. We po bored. We gotta go to work <laughs> nine to five. When we get home, then we bored. Like they get to sit, they get to sit inside all day and do diddly squat. So all I could do is like reflect on like past experiences and they can maximize it in their head. I'm not min if she has childhood trauma, Sila, I apologize for it. If if I'm minimizing it. But what I'm saying is if you have nothing better to do, say for instance, I got bit by a mosquito, right? And I'm stuck in my house. I, I get bit by a mosquito right now at let's say 2 p.m. I'm sitting in my house, have nothing to do for the rest of the month. Not looking at that mosquito bite. It's going down, but in my mind, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Because it's the only thing that happened. And that's all I can meditate on is that mosquito bite. Like, oh, we hurt. Like, I remember the mosquito, too. It was big. That's all I can think about. So it's like with COVID and all of that, it's like that's all people can do. They're, they're at home and they're over-analyzing stuff. And they're just like... It could have been that. It could have been something that triggered her to bring right. that up to the public. It was her boyfriend. 
according to her, it was her boyfriend. I think they had got into it and she fell out with him and it was like a whole triggering thing situation for her that made her realize, oh, I need help and so on and so forth. So yeah, yeah, I get it. You get there. Yes, I need help. But it's just sometimes not great to just put it to a platform. Um, if exactly. you don't want to be judged about it, um, I do understand you want to be open. She may have seen it as, you know, if I put this on a platform, it may be other people out there and they may feel the same way. So in a way, I'm helping them and I'm helping myself. Right. But um, if you want to help yourself and help other people work on yourself first let's start there (laughs) work on yourself first and then therefore when you want to bring this to somebody else or want to speak on a platform about it you could tell them how did you process it that's what i would think would be the best right yep no i agree so yep so those are our topics for today guys we have to go through the childhood trauma to figure out why is Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion singing to the world about their womp. So like we do at the end of all of our shows. Um, we I would never let my daughter together. hear this song, ever. Oh, yeah. But hey, think about when Cardi B's daughter get older and get to listen to it. I know. It's just like it's kids have access to the internet and to music. So it's like at their fingertips. So parents, yeah. just be careful. Monitor what your kids watch. <laughs> my job as a parent is when she's in my house, she would not listen to that song. What she does outside of the house, I cannot control because I can't be with her 24 hours a day. No, understandable. But in the house, I don't want, I, I'm going to try my best to just let and kids are gonna choose what they want to choose i get it yeah i'm gonna try my best to let her listen to like lauren hill <laughs> you know like give it people like that yeah the classics man yeah. like, like my man d say you know old school that's that's where i am all day yeah yeah so asia how was your mental health today oh my goodness we did not start with that we did not Oh my goodness, I'm lacking. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, But I'm doing good. This week has been good. The weather has been great. It's supposed to be 85 today. Um, Are we still doing the scaling system? Am I doing a 1 through 10? Yeah, 1 to 10. Where are you? A 1 to 10. Um, Since my day is just starting, I would say I'm an 8. I think I'm going to get a 10 Like once I get through the rest of the day. So I'm going to say I'm a 10 because I'm going to have a good day today. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking Orlando, into existence. how's your mental health my mental health i would say right now i'm a good i'm a solid eight to ten I, i'm in that range somewhere between eight and ten i'm good eight and ten. uh yeah i'm solid man that's a good oh, question let's see here devious yeah. how are you mentally listen i'm a 5.5 right now i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you had a long week you like just got home yeah yeah i just got home late last night so i get to stay home this week but yeah so i've been in iowa for three weeks and it was absolutely nothing in iowa so oh man i can't even imagine dude i have a job that that requires me to travel across the country and it's just some parts that i just some places i absolutely hate going yep that's iowa, me right now it's one of them <laughs> Kentucky yep, me right is now. another one. I don't really <laughs> care for Kentucky that much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Don't want to do. Do y'all have any? Yep. Do y'all have any perks of the week? 
Yes. So and Asia, then can you please explain to Orlando what our perks of the week yes. is? Yes. So our perks of the week, um, if you don't know, I'm going to let you know, give you a breakdown. So perks stands for perseverance, energy, reward, knowledge, and self. And who wouldn't want to apply these things to your life? So um, you could take any part of it, a perks, P-E-R-K-S and apply well first i think we should do it just so we could let him know like what our perks of the week are and then he could think of one okay so do you want to start maybe so is your perk i don't want to start asia you can actually start (laughs) 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 um so my perk i have two but i'm gonna make them both short so the first one is saying yes to people um, so this week I met up with somebody that I don't really hang out with a lot. And, um, at first I didn't really match with the person, um, but just saying yes and like just going out there to eat with the person, I gained a friend. So sometimes it may not be that first person that you initially didn't hit it off with, but if you actually like reflect on and think about it, say yes, have a conversation. And it was just us two that went out. So it kind of forced us to have a conversation. I appreciate her reaching out to be like, hey girl, um, I just need somebody to talk to. And I appreciate that she came to me to be that um shoulder to cry on so to say um so that was one part just saying yes and just reaching out you know getting a new friend um the second one was i started back going to the office because i've been working remotely for a couple of months for about a week and a half or so and that was a perseverance for me because I didn't really want to go back into the office. Um, Rona is still out there. So I didn't want to be on public transportation and stuff like that. Um, but I fought it, y'all. And I don't have to go back into the office. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that I do a good job. Uh, at my work that they saw it and it was like you know what you've been doing great working from home you've been making your numbers so I love it do your job and you get to work back from home so those were my perks <laughs> yeah awesome. so I guess my perk is from um so again I travel for work I travel nationwide but in my leisure time if you know me you know like I love 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 to travel so I have been stalking when certain borders are going to be opening up and so, um, allegedly, I use that word very loosely, allegedly, um, London's borders are supposed to be opening up the first week in October. Oh, so, my perk is, listen, my perk <laughs> is, I will be booking a one-way flight to London and not knowing when I'm going to come back to America. Yeah. <laughs> so, that made me feel so great this week. That made me feel so great. Uh. <laughs> oh, you really been trying to hop a flight and get flewed out I've been, I've been trying to get flewed out and it's about to happen so that perk will be an R that's my reward for the week I found out that London's going to open soon and that's why I'll, I'll be headed in October hopefully nice that's nice man yeah like D my um, I, I travel for work as well Um, just within the country um, we do have some out of the country like Canada Venezuela we have some some clients over there too but um, 
I was okay with traveling initially, and then I really just love being around my family. So I just kind of like now I don't really care for the travel. Um, I like I like what I do, but I just don't like to travel. So I try to virtualize everything. So like mm-hmm. you, AJ, my perk, uh, they start opening the doors to the office again, but I was like, no, I don't feel safe. So I'm not going into the office. So now I'm just fully virtual. Plus, we're probably about to move again. So um, we're talking about leaving the state of Florida and moving to Georgia to split our families because, you know, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. Um, so that's one perk for me. And then another one is uh, on the knowledge. Uh, I've actually started back reading again. I'm reading this book called Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Uh, it's a very, very good book. And uh, it talks about just uh, basically leveling up your the way that you think about yourself, the way that you think about society, the way that you think about um, your experiences in order to cultivate uh, some positive, some positivity out of it and always not always harp on a negative because during the coronavirus, like you say, AD, a lot of people have a lot of free time and the one thing that they do is self-damage themselves internally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've started reading more books and it's been a great thing, mostly audio books. Shout out to Audible. So Perk is Audible. I love oh, that because yeah. <laughs> I could be on the I could be on a flight and I just pop Audible on. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening. You know, yeah. I'm good. Um, I don't know how y'all so, do yeah. it. I can't do an audio book. I need to touch and no, read that is No, that's how it is. My friend, he's a truck a truck driver and he loves audio books. And I'd be like, if I'm in a house, I can't just sit and just listen. Mm-hmm. I need to have it in my hand. I need a hard copy. <laughs> and I do like to highlight. Don't get it wrong. I like that, but I don't always have it readily available. You no, know? that's so, what you think, but, yeah. You know, I could just, just use my little credits on Audible and just download it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I enjoy that. <laughs> Guys. Well, thank you for sharing your perk with us. And yeah, also, before we conclude, um, I do want you to drop your information again. I know you did your plug earlier, but just to mm-hmm. remind the people how they can reach you. <laughs> Sure thing, guys. Again, my name is Orlando Johnson, and I actually host a podcast called The O Johnson Podcast. You can head to my website at www. Actually, you can skip the www. Just type in The O Johnson Podcast. <coughs> Sorry, The O Johnson Podcast.simplecast.com. That's not a Rona cough. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it again The O Johnson Podcast.simplecast.com. And you'll be able to find me on all major media outlets. You can also find me, find my YouTube link there, my Facebook link there. Uh, I actually do live podcast episodes every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, where I bring in various guests and we talk about things such as masculinity, femininity, uh, spirituality, culture, uh, society, societal events, you name it, we talk about it. So definitely come see me. Well, this is a great episode. I enjoy myself. Thank you again for spending the time with us. I hope we didn't drive you crazy. (laughs) You guys are great, man. Y'all have great chemistry. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Orlando, for accepting the invitation. Hope you have a good one. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you, guys, for our Perks listeners out there. Um, for continuing to listen and to put up with our shenanigans. And we're going to continue again to strive to give you the best that we have. Um, our opinion is what we have. Uh, we hope that we make you laugh. We hope, to, we hope that we make you think. And we just hope that we make you think about just being a better person. Like, life is short, so try to accomplish your goals um, by all means necessary, you know? 
today's lesson, just learn like, don't sell your body. Your body is worth more than a bag. <laughs> Facts. It's worth more than a Birkin bag. You yes. are worth more than a Birkin. Yes. So <laughs> thank you for being with us on this journey um, and growing with us. And then if you follow us on IG at Perks Podcast, if you have any questions or if you want us to give you a email us at perkspodcast2020 at gmail.com and thank you very much for listening this is asia and devious devious and you all have a great day bye it's a perk it works it's a perk it works it's a perk